Get an all-access experience with player interviews, exclusive practice information, and post-game analysts with the source you can't find anywhere else. This is South Philly Sauce. Hosted by Flyers game day host Ashlyn Sullivan and Philly sports radio legend Al Morganti. Welcome back to South Philly Sauce, an Odyssey original brought to you by 94 WIP and Jack Daniels. Ashlyn Al back here in studio on a Friday morning recapping another big Flyers win. This time in Arizona, they beat the Coyotes 4-1. to They're on a three-game winning streak. And I got home kind of late last night, around like 12.31 after the game. And I was watching NHL Network, and they were talking about the Flyers being the biggest surprise in hockey right now. And that the winner of that game was going to be the biggest surprise in hockey because two teams that have very much overseed expectations, but the Flyers won it, and they're number one now. Yeah, during our pregame show, we mentioned that they'd become a big story in the NHL that um, Tortorella has become a big story on what he's done with them, how they're playing hard every night, beating good teams, playing well on the road. So it's not just Philadelphia that's taken some notice. In fact, there may be, may, there may be more notice around the league than in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. where it's so difficult with the Eagles' shadow to, yeah. to get into anything. But uh, I think throughout the league, it's like, this is not, uh, this is not make-believe here. Uh, this team is playing very hard, very hard, to, even when they lose a game, very hard to beat. And now with the overtime success that they've had and their veterans playing better, uh, Couturier particularly, it's like people starting to go, hmm, I wonder, are they going to, they may just stick right through the season. Yeah. And the Flyers can't fight the Philadelphia thing. I mean, <laughs> I, I can't help but think, okay, give it till past February when football season's over and you have that sweet spot of no football and before spring training where the Flyers can really capitalize here in Philadelphia. That's when you want the Flyers yeah. to be really good because I just, I don't think you can fight that Eagles fight, even if they're playing poorly. Yeah. But I didn't, I did notice I get more questions just, you know, going around town, whatever on yeah. what goes on people watching pregame. Post. Now, if you did watch the pregame and postgame, I mean, I, I'm not, you know, with my arm, I'm not exactly a, just a, a fashion plate. But Scott Hartnell was wearing, I've never seen anything like this. Like he was wearing plastic shoes. Oh uh, I mean, I mean, I don't know if that gives him riz or whatever it's called. <laughs> I mean, he had plastic shoes. It was like he had Crocs, Crocs crossed with like dock sides or something. He had plastic loafers <laughs> on. And so when we, on our shows, rarely do you see our feet. So a lot of times we're wearing. Thank God. Yeah. We're wearing <laughs> slippers or sandals until we have to go on the standing set and then we have to put nice shoes on. So I went and put my heels on. And Scott came on set with those stupid loafers. I was like, like, you can't wear those on TV. And he said, watch me. Well, and no, but like yeah, he's, a tra- he's a trendsetter. I'm sure no, we win. They, they win, were win ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Within two years, everybody be wearing these things. I've looked at him and go, well, I'm old. So I'm like, I guess maybe I just don't know. And I'm like, they look like plastic shoes to me. I'm like, they I'm, weren't plastic I'm like, shoes. One of, like one of his kids got like a, some, some toy and he took them and put them on his feet. <laughs> But I guess they're cool. Yeah, I refrain. So, but what I'm saying is, people watching now in the pre, they're watching us. They're they're watching the team a little bit, a bit more though. It's nowhere near the Eagles level, but paying attention. Like it starts, you just see and you see a score. You come in, and go, and then I think what really helps Ashland is the coach. Mm-hmm. You you can't wait to see what is he going to say about about what's going on. I mean, he calls people out and he holds people accountable, and uh, he's he's really become. And it's not, it's not entertainment, so to speak, but it's a real insight mm-hmm. in, into coaching. 
on what he's doing. So I think it's been it's a real good mix right now. It is. And if you watched post game last night, you saw in Torts' presser how Flyers, we thought, played well, played a yeah. complete game. I mean, there were some mistakes, but they had four goals. They had great offensive movement, some defensive mistakes. And Torts was top five least unhappy I've seen him all year. Yeah, there's nothing like doing a post game before the coach comes on. And um, it's Scott and I saying it's pretty good effort. Look like from beginning to end, connect the dots. And then the coach comes on and he's got his finger in his ear, cleaning out his ear and saying, yeah, not a good one. I'm pretty not really impressing. So Scott played and I've covered him enough. And it's like, I see what's coming here. He doesn't want him to get full of themselves. It's difficult to point out some mistakes um, after a loss. You don't want to jump on people necessarily. But after a win, you can point out some mistakes that were made. And, you know, during the, ga- during the game, uh, between periods, we said, well, Konechny made a big mistake on one shorthanded situation, but then scores a shorthanded goal. So the question then becomes is, I'm waiting post game. I go, is he going to? Is he going to point out the mistake and the goal or just the goal? Mm-hmm. Two goals because yeah, he had two. two uh, and it's like, sure enough, he brings up, yeah, but he made a mistake on the one. But the key is connecting with interviewed between periods. And he pointed out his mistake before. Mm-hmm. So the message is clearly getting through. It's just as a viewer, you're, you're all excited. The Flyers win. The coach comes on and goes, yeah, well, you know, no style points for this one. Yeah. <laughs> And I can't blame him because I take it as, well, one, he's never going to allow the Flyers to get too high on themselves. No, never. (laughs) I mean, he's never going to say they're playing well, and he's never going to predict wins. But I took it as if you make the mistakes that you made without the offensive progression, you're going to get killed. You're going to get killed in Carolina. You're going to get killed in Nashville. You're going to get killed in Colorado, which is the next game coming up. So I took it almost as like a pump the brakes. If we make this mistake the next game, we're going to lose. Yeah, we're playing Colorado. And he just yeah. what, doesn't want, you don't want a comfort level to seep in. Now, he does give him credit. I mean, he's seen the team had guts before. Um, that's not the word he used, but he, he said, <laughs> but I mean, he, he does when, he, when he's really impressed. Like, okay. But it's funny. It, it, he'll come out like that if he thinks his team is being unfairly criticized. Yeah. Then he will go over the top in uh, how beautiful they're playing, how wonderful they're playing, how hard they're playing, whatever. But, you know, he just doesn't want this to, and I've seen it happen too often. Like, teams, in, in hockey, there's a, like, you'll start to win and cheat a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you'll see it come and go, oh, boy, they're going to have to pay for this eventually. And then sure enough, they'll come that game where everything falls apart. And he's just, he knows he doesn't have the high-level talent to get away with that. So you have to kind of keep everybody's skate blades on the ice. Yeah, and they don't have the stars. You know, they don't can't afford to make mistakes because they don't have players that can bail them out that Right. What was the game we were just talking about? Now, I can't remember. We were talking about this and making that point for that team that, oh, it was the Penguins. Penguins. Saying, <laughs> you know, they made so many mistakes, but it took 30 seconds because Boom. they have a roster like they do to turn it around. Yeah. Flyers don't have that luxury. They don't, but they do have the luxury of uh, knowing that they have to be at nearly 100% every game. Yeah. And so they have that quote luxury if you will yeah and it can also be a curse because now you wonder when you look at the metro standings the flyers are now second place you know as of right now would make the playoffs if it ended today but that's the question is okay well it's only december and how long can you actually keep this going consistently to stay in it and actually end up the season in second place well the one luxury if you want to call it a luxury they have is the goaltender yeah and that is a uh, game changer in terms of a game where you might not be playing well. And they also have, and it's not a luxury, it's just effort of uh, shot blocking. Mm -hmm. So as long as that doesn't 
go away. Well, Torts isn't going to allow the shot blocking. Shot blocking won't, well, but but bench. the goalie, you know, goalies can, you know, you can have a bad week, yeah, so to speak. Could. But if not, I mean, if they continue this, like goaltenders hide a lot of stuff. It's it's amazing what what they can do. Like, and you can take a team. It's like you really don't know how good they are because the goaltending hides a lot. It's, mm -hmm. it, it plays so well. The, the the Devils had a whole year where they had a goaltender that played well. They weren't really good, but the goaltender played well. So the Flyers now have that combination where they're actually playing really well and the goaltender's playing well. So I think as long as that holds up, I'm not saying that it, it's certainly still a 50-50 in terms of you're going to be there at the end, but I think they'll be sticking around because that whole division and conference is still bunched together. Yeah, I think the one thing that will hurt them, and we see this probably two to three times a game, but the goals overshadow it, the goaltending overshadows it, but Torts never is afraid to point it out as the defensive liabilities, the bonehead plays <laughs> on defense. And there's one or two a game where you look and you go, oh my gosh, how did that happen? That's, I think, is what is going to end up catching up to you if you can't fix it. Yeah, those are the ghastly turnovers that yeah. you have by good players um, often. Yeah, yeah just a, a pass. Where's that pass? Why can't you just knock it off the off the glass and get it out? And you get troubles coming in that way. And that's where your goaltender covers up. Right. If you make a mistake like that, that's where the goaltender has to cover up. And that's why he, he when he benched Farabee a week ago, whatever it was, because you have a mistake being made and you have to have safety you have to have your your teammates back in that situation mm -hmm. and that but if you don't and we've seen other teams go through it too it's like oh my god what a mess and that's what happens and that's where if you have elite goaltending you just say okay he, he saved us and now we'll go and we got a second third fourth life because of the goalie yeah it definitely overshadows all of the mistakes and if you have weak goaltending yeah. it puts a spotlight on everything that's bad with your if you team. have weak goaltending you you can have a very good team and it doesn't even matter. Doesn't matter. I mean, we've seen yeah. it throughout the league now. Edmonton, what Edmonton and Carolina would give to have the Flyers goaltending right now, I mean, that's, it. they'd be like Stanley Cup, well, they're already like contenders, sort of, but they'd, but be, they'd be way like, sharp. oh yeah, it'd be yeah. like, oh my, look at that. There's no, there's no hole. There's no weakness. Yeah. And that's why I'm so curious now. I mean, we're not close enough yet to the trade deadline, but you're seeing stuff on Twitter and conversations, okay, of, of who the Flyers would would shop at that point. And that's why I'm so curious what happens with Sam Harrison, because you could at this point, I think get a lot of resources for him, but the flyers, I would think want to keep. Yeah. Him. But the, you're not goaltenders are funny. They will get a lot of money as a free agent, but they rarely bring what they should in a trade mm -hmm. because of what you don't know. It's, it's like, we think he's really good, but what happens if he's not? I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> we can't we give up that much. Yet to, to yeah, say it's it like, confidence. You, but it's funny you can get a back like Airson. You get a backup goaltender if if you think that's that's what you need to go in. I think he maybe could be a number one somewhere. Mm -hmm. We'll see if he gets more playing time. But that's what you're looking for. That would be the guy you'd say. Well, look at what what we got here. Maybe they're not. He's not getting used there, and we could we could get him. But I don't think the Flyers are in. It's so early to. To look at the trade market, I mean, I know it's fun. It, you know what they could get is Konechny going to be somewhere? Is it, you know they've got um, they've got defensemen that you know, how hard is it to find a good defenseman? Mm -hmm. So you finally have a guy that's on the right hand shot that can really fly, and you Walker, and you're thinking, oh, I flip him. I'm like, why is everybody so ready to flip everybody? Yeah. It's it's not even the first of the year yet. The guy's barely been here a couple months. Well, and you're not going to really get anything until toward the trade deadline because it costs less money on the um, against the salary cap later in the mm -hmm. season. And I, 
you know, players can say it's part of the system, part of the game, part of your career. But I don't know. I wouldn't want my name floated out there December first when you have to go through everything. On I mean, if you're Sealer, I understand. It's like, okay, what a great piece he'd be. But I actually think this is a locker room that's starting to think, well, why not us to go in? Maybe, maybe we just accelerated things so far here that we stay together through the season. And that's the point: is when you get to the trade deadline are you at the point where you're succeeding and you're still at the top of the Metro and now you don't want to screw it up? No. You know, now fans are all about trading now. What happens if they're still winning and you you trade away Aristo or a Konechny, you know, a solid piece, and you're like, what, what are you doing? We're yeah. winning now. And that's that's that line they're going to have to walk. And that's why, they're such an, that's why they're such an interesting franchise right now. They are. Because they're going to be, they're so in they're the going to be like a, at the trade deadline. They're going to be really interesting on what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. They have pieces that are very uh, valued by other teams, but should be valued by themselves. Um, they've got a coach that is kind of like part of the. All coaches are sort of part of the front office, but Tortorella seems a bit more on where they're going in the future. So that's going to be a real tough call. But if they keep winning, making the playoffs to me is is critical because just for fan interest to come in. Just get in. And in hockey, it's not like it's not like there's teams was one team there was a coach Sutter once said if he he had a draw against Colorado in the first round he says, Well that's eight weeks of your life wasted trying to play them in the first round. I don't think that's the case anymore. Mm-hmm. Especially here. I mean, with the goaltending you have, if you ever got in it's a it's a great boost. You, yeah. It's a great boost in fan interest. It's a great boost in expectations for the future. So I know they're planning ahead for two to three years, but if this thing can be accelerated, I'm all for just stepping on the gas and accelerating. Well, I think it is accelerated. I think it already is accelerated because I mean, we, we were not expecting to be in December talking about standings and talking about <laughs> this point. You know, maybe, you know, that they were like yeah. near the bottom and could they sneak their way back up, but not second place in December. No, and I, did, I and I think what's um, kind of accelerated it more is the deceleration of some teams. Yeah. Nobody thought Jersey was going to struggle the way they have. Certainly, nobody thought Pittsburgh was going to struggle the way they had. So there's teams that that and Buffalo is really struggling going on. Ottawa. <laughs> uh, so that I think has has helped that the Flyers haven't fallen the way they have. Yeah, and that brings us to our lost in the sauce. We have some teams, we have some players, and we were just talking about trade deadline, a guy that, if you want to call it a lock, I think there's a couple guys that are a lock on the Flyers, and Travis Sanheim is one of them. So he's not a big picture lost in the sauce, but he is kind of lost in the sauce lately because Torts has been big time cutting down his ice time. There were concerns he was just simply playing too much. He led the league in ice time a couple weeks ago, playing nearly 26 minutes, mostly every single night. Well, last night he played 19 minutes, zero on the power play. Torts warned us this was coming. Yeah. He said he wanted to take him off the power play and put Rasmus Ristolainen and in. Just concerns of can he keep this sustainable? I mean, this is now your, your best defenseman, and I understand the concern, but what I'm concerned about and what, you and Scott are concerned about because you said it on the show last night is we saw this exact same thing happen with Scott Lawton last year, playing a ton of ice time, reliable, a guy you could always count on. Torts cuts him back big time. And you want to talk about lost in the sauce. It was like his confidence was shot, you know, and, and you don't want that to happen with Sanheim. I get why they have to, but I wonder for how long. Yeah. The interesting part about Sanheim's minutes was, and, and Tortorella made a point of not just saying minutes, but hard minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they didn't blow anybody out. 
So is your def- you you're it's a stressful situation as a defenseman as the guy so to speak. Will you be dependent upon late in the game one goal lead whatever to not make a mistake, make sure that you clear the zone. Everything those are hard minutes. That's different than a defenseman playing 27 minutes when you're ahead five to two. You just cruise sort of in cruise, mm-hmm. but he's not. And take him off the power play. And and I think that they may want to cut back his minutes. So he gets cut back to what twenty minutes the last game from like twenty seven, but they it was a fair for the Flyers certainly it was a pretty comfortable win. It wasn't late in a game those stressful moments. I and don't. You wonder think. if he goes back in. Yeah. Now let's yeah. say that game's two to one. You're going to cut back Sanheim and and risk the risk the mistakes. So I mean it, it's the best intentions of most coaches. Now the power play I can see. I think your minutes will be cut back anyway. There. This might just be a uh, an, uh, an, a way to change the power play. Yeah, Risto <laughs> succeeded last right. year on the power yeah, play. Yeah, so it might be a convenient way to do that and, and take off the stress of a player late in a season. But I, I think he would be well-served to be up there in minutes, not necessarily the leader in the league, but continue to be up there in minutes. And I think he gains confidence by them leaning on him. I think he, he had, he's at that point in his career where he likes to be there, he likes to be the guy. Uh, it's a r- critical time. I want to be on the ice against Pittsburgh late in the game to 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 send a puck around or whatever to 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 make sure we win this game. So I think they'll cut it back probably on the power play. Um, but <laughs> I'm real curious. I saw we've seen it with Couturier when they said we're going to cut his minutes. Then it's a three-two game and he's, he plays the whole period. Yeah. So yeah. I mean that that's where I think you are with him. Unless. And he did make some mistakes. He was a minus four one game. Not all his fault. Hardly any his fault. But still, he was a minus four in a game. And I think they're also trying to guard against that, where all that confidence he's built up starts to leak a little bit. Right. So that's something we'll pay attention to. Curious, you know, the next close game, what happens there? So we'll stay tuned on that. But I know you have a loss in the sauce, big picture in hockey. That's been kind of concerning. Yeah, the loss. But in Philly, this will be wonderful that this team is lost in the sauce, the Penguins. Uh, they came into Philly, and, and the Flyers beat them back-to-back. And they played a three-on-three overtime where it was as bad as I've seen. Their power play has, like, basically Hall of Fame to Hall of Fame to Hall of Fame to Hall of Fame to Hall of Fame, and they have 30, ga- 30 times in a row, chances in a row, opportunities, and not score a goal. I can't believe what I'm seeing in, in, in Pittsburgh with the amount of talent that they have. I'm assuming with Crosby they can get it together, but, boy, that team looks like it's just completely lost. Uh, I guess you just add Carlson. You add so much offensive talent, you 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 lose your work ethos, and that's hard to believe with a Crosby on, on your lineup. But boy, they they look lost. So I'm expecting. I mean, they had a quote. This is the worst quote ever in sports, where they say there's a closed door meeting. Please give me a headline when there's an open door meeting. I, I it's a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the closed, every meeting is the closed doors. <laughs> <laughs> really? So they had their quote closed door meeting. So if they don't respond to that, I think there's going to be uh, there's going to be hell to pay there in terms of just trying to make a quick change. Yeah, I mean, I was you were shocked how sloppy yeah. they played. The Woo-hoo. mistakes they good for, made. Good for us. Bad it was for fantastic, them. Yeah. but it was it was surprising. And they've lost three straight, and now they play the Panthers tonight in Florida. I would bet big time that they t- if they can't turn well, around now after this that, game's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's the one that otherwise, I mean, they got enough issues there in that city with the Steelers going the way they are. Mm-hmm. They don't need the Penguins to go south on them, too. No, especially just when you look at that roster. And you can't help but think, like, gosh, if you just like took 
one guy and put it on the flyers. Uh, think how much better they yeah. would be. Like you're wasting it. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, all you're all for thirty on the power play, and then they run the power play, and every time one of their players has the puck, you're like, oh my god, no. Yeah. Well, I haven't scored since so you don't September. even worry about it anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, but still, they're on the stomach. Oh no, not him, not him. Yeah. And then and the other and nothing goes in. Nothing. Yeah. And another lost in the sauce. Also, that would be good for the Flyers. The Carolina Hurricanes have lost three in oh. a row. The Jets, Oilers, and Flames. Rob Brindamore, the coach of the Hurricanes, the quote of the year was interviewed at an intermission on the bench. Normally, those interviews you don't really get a lot yeah. from. <laughs> he said that his team should be down 50 to nothing with the way they were playing. He was passionate. He was upset. Uh, they play Saturday and Vancouver, uh, another team that has a ton of potential, that has so many stars and they just aren't clicking. Yeah, they're all for Canada right now, yeah. going up there. And, and that's a team, like Brindamore's teams, he's such a good coach. And that team has the best combination of work and fun that I've seen in a long time. They're, they're storm surge after wins at home. Uh, they're crowd at home. Now they go on the road. But they, ha- they, don't ha- they have some top-end talent, actually some very good top-end talent. But they... They play good defensive hockey, and this is what happens when you lose that. That's why I think Tortorella is so worried that Flyers are playing well, and the minute you take something for granted, even if you're a really good team like Carolina, boom, it all comes apart, and that's what you want to see not happen with the Flyers. Like they, Carolina lost its structure, yeah. and it's hard to believe at that level that that can happen with a team that's played so many seasons like that where they... But you have to play hard all the time if you're Carolina. Carolina's a, an interesting team. When they get into a playoffs, they play a certain way. But they don't, it doesn't appear that they can hit another gear in the playoffs. To, to, when you play playoff hockey, you, you play a team over and over again. So you certainly have to make some adjustments. But Carolina played, this is the way we play, A, B, C. Mm-hmm. Well, right now there's no B. <laughs> and that's why they're getting beat like that. And it just goes to show you, and we see it with Pittsburgh, and we've seen it in other places, where if you lose that, it's not hard to, to become go from one of the top teams in the league if you don't have goaltending yeah. that you can you. certainly fall completely off the map. Yeah, and it doesn't matter anymore with your roster or the no. stars you have if, if you aren't sound. And that's, I think, Carolina similar is making just mistakes that make you, you make scratch mistakes, your head. And then your goaltending, they don't have elite goaltending. If they had Carter Hart, they wouldn't be in this slide. They wouldn't have won. Uh, but they, they win one, you lose one. Yeah, yeah, but they don't have that. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it's a real issue now with them that they don't have that. So they have to continue to play that Brindamore style. And he saw it coming. I think he was truly horrified at what he was like he was trying not to curse what the, <laughs> he well, kept holding back yeah really it's like what is going on yeah it's like shocked what, what's happening to what happened to my team yeah yeah literally and then a, a team that is no longer lost in the sauce but certainly started the year as the edmonton oilers man have they turned it around a complete 180 yeah, well that's mcjesus yeah i mean <laughs> he you know you just watch him play. There was obviously something wrong with him. I mean, he's just so good. It's 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 not fair sometimes when you watch him play, and he just makes plays that they don't. He doesn't just break your ankles. He breaks your spirit. Yeah. So he, he just goes. Go sit down. He goes coast to coast. <laughs> see you later. And, and like you, you're dying. You're coming to the bench. You can't even breathe. You're skating over your tongue. And this kid's not even sweating. And he's got two goals. Yeah. <laughs> so, the first period. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he's healthy and running. So he like he's he's like a. A, a goaltender and a, and a forward because he has the puck he's going he's just crushing your spirit as he goes along so that's where he, they, he's turned it around so they've sort of they're the one team with him 
you know, they obviously two of the best players in the league. But with him especially, even when they started to sink, it's like, okay, he's going to, he's just that good. He's going to yeah. find his. He's, you knew he's gonna, they weren't going to sink for too long. So he's, 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 he's yeah, he's back and they're going to be a force throughout. They will. And the Flyers, they are back Colorado on Saturday and then Nashville Predators on Tuesday. So two more games on this road trip in Colorado. That's a big one. It's a big one on Saturday. Yeah, it is. They lost their last game, which is not good lose for the Flyers. Um, so they'll be ornery coming into this one. McCarr, I mean, he's one of the best defensemen I've ever seen. Uh, so they're going to have their hands full in this game. I think that's also why Torts was a little mm-hmm. uh, dis, you know, kind of dismissive of their effort in the last game because when you look over the horizon, you're going into Colorado. Uh, I guess if you get there a bit early, maybe they can get used to uh, and the, the thin air. Yeah. Sometimes a little too much is made of it, but it is better to actually – Actually, I think it's better to go in the day of, and then you don't have to deal with it. But they'll, they're going to have to get used to that, and we'll see what the ice time looks like for Sanheim in a game like mm-hmm. this. But it's another test, and the whole the league will be looking again at them and saying, if they ever get through this, be like, oh my God, this yeah. is this is this is even bigger than we thought. But um, I would think that this is going to be a real difficult game to win, and Nashville's playing better too. Yeah, big test for the Flyers in their next two games, but on a three-game winning streak and a lot of headlines with this team right now. Thanks for tuning in to South Philly Sauce, an Odyssey original brought to you by 94 WIP and Jack Daniels. We will see you next week.